Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network. For the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews, press one. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Guilty Movie Pleasures. In-depth discussion on movies, no matter how guilty they make you feel. So All right, Schmoville, what's happening? Uh, welcome back to Guilty Movie Pleasures. We are coming in hot today for our holiday special. Steve, welcome, welcome. Hey, how are you, man? Good, buddy. How are you doing? Good. <laughs> and we uh, I was joined by special guest Rick Ingram, stand-up comedian, yeah. Kansas City Royals fan, and just a big Jingle All the Way fan from what I hear. Uh, you know, Sinbad someone, connoisseur, Rick Ingram. I am. Yeah. I, I've tried to bring Sinbad to the stage. Almost every set I've done for ten years, mm-hmm. and he's never never shown up. Really? But he shows up in this movie. He does. He re- he really brings it. He, yeah. It's an A effort. Uh, if you guys don't know, we're today we're talking about Jingle All the Way. It's uh, it's I think it's a pretty great guilty movie pleasure. Uh, I, you know, we've all been there where we wanted that gift. Like I feel like this because this movie was ninety six, right? Mm-hmm. So this was right in that that wheelhouse of Power Rangers. And every Christmas, because I had younger cousins, that, those Power Rangers were like, you couldn't find them at any mall right. anywhere. Do you remember when that craze was happening? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I, I think my parents always loved me, so <laughs> they purchased Steve gifts well. early. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, there's there's always been the something. They had the Tickle Me Elmo's one year that yeah. people yeah. were paying 500 bucks for. Like raiding malls, yeah. getting in fights and yeah, crazy stuff like that. I mean, and this was before eBay or anything like that. Any kind of those online. Right. It shows you the world before the internet. Right. Cause you know, like you were getting radio things and all that kind of stuff. And I remember, cause it, basically the, the turbo man, the guy that they're trying to find is that if you, any watch any of those early Power Rangers, it was just terrible. It was literally they, they were taking the toys and then blowing it up to the big screen and make you and then just turning it into a sellable device that all these kids were just killing themselves for right. and my little cousin Anthony I remember we were in his basement and he had like every friggin Power Ranger and every Christmas because and it wasn't like one Christmas Power Rangers for like three Christmases in a row or like the toy that every kid needed which is probably why they wrote this movie yep before we get into it I kind of want to talk a little bit what was your favorite Christmas present you ever got oh man um, I, I liked my chemistry set <laughs> uh, I, I like I could make things that burned with it. Yeah. I was kind of a pyromaniac. So. Got it. You kind of look like that. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was more or less like the you know Junior's first arson kit. Yeah, <laughs> Christmas gift. I was just like, sweet. Did it come with a Bunsen burner? Oh yeah, it uh, had. Yeah, and had um you know the sparker and all yeah. that stuff to get things going and. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty fun. I remember in high school when you for like I don't know seventh eighth grade when you first started being able to use Bunsen burners and there was a vent above you and you had to do the chemical and you just light the fire and then watch like light a piece of paper and just watch it get sucked up in the vent. That was the best shit you could Always ever fun. do. You, Steve, what was maybe your dad brought brought home some sort of sweet gift? Um, I can't think of anything. Really, yeah. Steve, you got to bring up the energy. Today's a big day. It's our first live show. Eh. Come on, you're a big holiday guy. Yeah, you love Christmas. You're a big family guy. You you bought me buy something for your 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 nephews. Maybe you and your brothers shared a gift that was something special just for the. There's Simone always team. something neat. <laughs> I don't know. I can't think. Of no toys. No matchbox car. Run around. No nothing. Do you get guns? Yeah. 
So that's pretty sweet. Yeah, they were pretty sweet. I never got guns. No? Were you kind of one of those like liberal families that didn't believe in guns? Pro- I guess that was probably the case. <laughs> you I, didn't go down Main Street looking for a BB gun? I, I got a, I remember I got a Nerf bow and arrow one year. And I was oh. like, well, the other kids have Nerf guns, so I'm, I'm a dead kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is never going to work. Can't reload as fast. Yeah. You know, I, I remember they had that Nerf uh, Gatling gun. Do you remember it had like the Very six cool. Nerf arrows? Yeah. And you just like, it was like a cock and pull. This thing, that thing was awesome. I remember, sorry. Okay, it was. Is, it was that like a, a, is that the correct term? <laughs> Like a cock, you cock the gun. Cock and I think I know what you meant. <laughs> well, you the old cock all right, all right. We got there. Uh, we had. I remember. Do you guys, did you guys have service merchandise in your town? Do you guys ever have that? It was sort of like a Sears imitation. Mm-mm. I think we did have one. Did you have a service merchandise? Yeah. So the service merchandise catalog would come out, and they had all the cool weapons. And they had like this legit crossbow. It was made by a company called like Cornet. Okay, and it was black, and you shot these like they were dart arrows, so they would stick to the wall, and like you could you could literally shoot it and turn off your TV. That's how powerful this thing was. And like my dad would be sleeping, and I would just like crush him in the face with with these crossbows. That was definitely now, my favorite. Are these what suction cup tipped? Yeah, the suction okay. cup tipped. When you said dart, I'm like, so you essentially you just got a a dart gun, which is awesome. Yeah, no, no, no. But the once you're shooting cup. at your dad, I figured. no, no, no. I wasn't like a violent problem child kind of <laughs> kind of kid. No. Uh, so the, uh, we said before we got on here, this was like the first time I've seen this pretty much all the way through, but the fans recommended that we watch it. So that's why, and I mean, it's a holiday movie. We're holiday time and we're live streaming here on popcorn talk network. Uh, and, uh, I really going like from the beginning, I figured it was just going to be, it was going to be pretty crappy, but I kind of enjoyed the shit out of it. What did yeah, you it think? Was pretty good. Yeah. For a little, it was a little kid movie. It was like a live action cartoon. It was yeah. very cartoony. Yeah. Cause they, if you noticed every time they ran, it was like the quick run. Yep. And there's lots of running into things yeah. with like, like definitely sound effects that do not match up with what happens when you hit your head on a table or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, very, very enjoyable. I, I like hating things. Yeah. So for me, it was like very enjoyable to go back and watch and just be like, man, I, I don't remember it being so just ridiculous, but yeah. And you know, Schwarzenegger, I mean, this is really a, de- I hate being like, this is a departure from normal Schwarzenegger, <laughs> but really and truly, I mean, every Schwarzenegger movie we've done, we did, uh, uh, Predator. Fantastic. Classic movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and he's like the greatest killer of all time. And yep. we did, um, Commando. And Commando, which I mean, let's yeah. be honest. He basically treated this r- Turbo Man like Commando. He was going to take over an entire city looking for Turbo. I had, Turbo a, Man. I had issue buying into Arnold being a great, mattress salesman at the beginning <laughs> is that what he was selling was mattresses i, I had to look it up because okay. i was like what is what is he supposed to be doing you know you're my number one customer <laughs> yeah, yeah. just over and over again and he's got but, like every time his thing would pop up on like those old school telephones it was somebody from a warehouse looking for something right yeah. and you didn't know what he because it like cuts first of all what i think is going to happen at the beginning of the movie his son his son by the way is little anakin, anakin yeah. that little fucker right and uh which is also exciting because there's a moment where he's like how do you know my name yeah. and he's like because i am your father and then he's cut <laughs> yeah, off yeah. i was like oh so much future future for, foreshadowing yeah. uh and so like his mom's like you think you're gonna make my belt and i thought that you would you would uh, you know associate with that the kid loves karate he's gonna get his belt yeah it was pretty and, cool and steve loves karate he's the a big karate guy. is that is the purple belt a good one or is it, i have no I idea i think he said it was two away from black or three really? away from black belt but see that's the thing and i always wanted to ask jason collins i should that like little kids getting purple belts and you're a few away from black belt if, like a black belt kid came up i can pretty sure i could beat the shit out of him right 
If it's a kid, you better. <laughs> I, I remember I worked at a post-production house, and I had to go pick up food for clients, whatever. Right. And I walked out. My hands were full of bags of stuff, and I walked to my car, and uh, like an old-school Rolls-Royce pulled up and tapped the back of my really crappy Corolla. <laughs> and I just remember thinking, like, that's way worse for your car than mine. Yeah, yeah. And then Nick Cage got out. <laughs> And I was like, he got out of the back. He had a driver, yeah. and then he walked. He's like, "Oh, sorry about that." And then he walked by, and he walked. Oh, why not a, in your car? He walked into a uh, a karate class with a bunch of little kids, and just started like getting ready. I just remember That's being like, "Hysterical!" Please tell me he's taking karate with a bunch of like six year olds. Well, it's like, like that Seinfeld, yeah, Kramer, yeah, it'd, it'd be so great. Kramer. Uh, I would because okay, if you were to get into a fight with a kid, and he is a black belt in karate. But you beat him. That's like a legit. You get to take his belt. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. I'm just saying, if like an adult, I did hear an awesome story about taking a belt. Yeah, yeah, yeah for real story. Go. Uh, I have a friend of mine that's legit badass. Okay, and he was gave this had his own karate school, martial arts school, and awarded this person a black belt. But then after his student that was awarded the black belt moved on in his studies, he started to talk smack about his old instructor. Okay. So the guy I know, his old instructor, showed up at his new dojo and in front of the whole class called him out and was like, give me the belt back. You're disrespecting me, my name. And then like all the other people, and he was like, he he stood everybody down. Everybody in the dojo was like, we don't want a problem. Here, take our belts too. Yeah, exactly. And he, he got it back. See? That's I need that kind of. Badass. Yeah. That's like walking into a party and be like, she's with me. And oh, that's exactly what it was. Party. Oh, man, that's awesome. All right, so so Schwarzenegger, like his son, like, he never comes any of my crap. And like, we were talking about this before. Listen, my dad didn't make all of my baseball games. He didn't make all of my swim meets. He didn't make, but the ones that he could, he didn't. And if he couldn't make it, I understood because he was working and he was providing for the family, right? Yep. Yeah. But these kids in all these movies, are like, hey, my dad never makes it. But then his mom's like, Rita Wilson's like, don't worry, he's hard at work. And it cuts to like champagne and people partying. I'm like, oh, it's Schwarzenegger's me banging a secretary. That's what yeah. I thought, even though it's a Hopefully. family movie. Jesus. That's, that's just where my head went. Cause it's just like a terrible cut straight to this, this bacchanalia party, like holiday party. And you're like, oh, it's going to cut to him like on his desk, hooking up like, <laughs> even though it's a family movie, that's where my head went. Does I, that not sort of make sense? I mean, I guess I knew it wasn't going to happen, but I was hoping. <laughs> I certainly would love a good, you know, at work sex scene in a family children's comedy. I guess I, I just overestimated. It was I thought I was going to see Die Hard basically at that point, and then it was going to like transition into this family movie. Or I, yeah, whatever. So I was wrong there. Anyway, so it cuts, and he's a mattress salesman. You looked it up. So. Yeah, that's what it said. It said he's a, a mattress salesman in Minneapolis. So, uh, so he's selling mattresses. Everybody's his number one customer. He's always on the phone because yep. in the in that cutthroat world of mattress sales, you got to be on your game. And it's Christmas time, and we need those mattresses now asap. Because I've got to tell you, my I'm not favorite starting Christmas- the new year on <laughs> an so old mattress, <laughs> soiled and not going to happen. Because nothing says Merry Christmas like a mattress shoved under a tree. And I believe, oh, hun, I think it's the day before Christmas Eve, so it's. Like two yeah. days before Christmas, and 
no one is working then. No. no. And what all of his his whole entire office is partying. Who's selling the mattresses? Who's getting the mattresses Just out? Just Arnold. That's why he's the best. And that's why you're his number one customer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it cuts and like his his secretary does that thing and then you realize that obviously he's not going to make the karate thing because if he makes the karate thing we have no movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. He gets arrested by a cop who who plays a major role in this movie. He, the cop. He very limited police force in <laughs> Minneapolis. Same guy. Over judged and over by this again. film. <laughs> Um, it's it's a small town, big city, right? Yeah. yeah so, uh, and he he he's like, oh, I'm a genius. I'm going to take the shoulder. Everybody knows as soon as you get on the shoulder, you're going to get pulled over. It doesn't matter yep. the traffic. Yeah. And then the cop. I, I mean, obviously, when you tell a cop that you're late for your son's karate belt ceremony, he's going to have sympathy, but not this fucking cop. No. No. I mean, he immediately thought this guy's obviously drinking. Yeah. <laughs> he's giving me a bad Austrian accent and. <laughs> Who would tell a cop that his kid's getting a karate belt? You know what's amazing is if, like, you got pulled over and you started giving a cop an Austrian accent and you started being Schwarzenegger, he'd be like, that's pretty good. And yeah. why'd you go? He'd, just, well, he'd be like, listen, my Schwarzenegger's better than that. Yeah, he'd just start competing in a Schwarzenegger. And then he, I don't, I don't know why their full sobriety test was given, but he yeah. had to walk with his finger on his nose and then... All of that. A very dramatic... Recite the alphabet. Dun, dun, dun. Backwards. And we all know that Austrians can never recite anything backwards. No, it's something, and yeah, it's just a terrible thing. So then he, he makes it to the karate belt ceremony, but the gym is black and there's paper everywhere. Yeah. Like they just had a Blink-182 concert and the guy's just like sweeping up. Yeah. That quintessential uh, was, sweep guy. And I was very confused too. Like, did Arnold think the karate ceremony was going to be like three hours? Yeah. And like he walks in and just shocked that. Everyone is gone. Can you believe it? And then, and then we're introduced to Phil Hartman. Well, we're introduced to Phil Hartman in the stands, and he's supposedly like this ladies' man. He's like uh, John Ritter in Problem Child, you know, or Problem Child Two. Remember, they go to that city in Problem Child Two, and he's like the most eligible bachelor because everybody's divorced in that town. Yeah. And, and Phil Hartman's like the number one dad. Everybody, you know, loves him, and all these eligible bachelorettes are just all up in Phil Hartman's ear. He's getting like cookies yeah. made for him, all this kind of stuff. He's the king of the suburbs. Yeah, and at the beginning, he. <laughs> At the beginning, he kind of plays like a sweetheart of a dude. He's like, uh, you know, it, it seems like he's a nice guy. And he just wants to be friends with Schwarzenegger. Doesn't that kind of seem like that? Seems like that, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he's kind of, but he's, he's encroaching his way under, into the Rita Wilson turf, you know? Then Schwarzenegger gets home and the kid's not giving him the business. Kid's just being a dick, really. Yeah. And if, the old cold shoulder routine. Yeah. And Schwarzenegger's got the bedside manner of, you know, the thing in the Fantastic Four. He can't do anything. <laughs> when it comes to being sentimental, Schwarzenegger is not the guy you look for. And there hasn't been any mention to, up to this point of the size of Schwarzenegger. Like, no. Phil Hartman isn't scared of Schwarzenegger at all. No one is. Wait, yeah, what is weird. this? Like, when he walks into any of these places, everybody should be like, shit, just give Schwarzenegger the Turbo Man and let him get out. There's even a scene where he's walking through the mall that seemed like... My, I literally went through my head was, did they only cast enormous extras? Because, <laughs> like, he's walking by women, and some of the women are barely shorter than him. Yeah, that's a good call. And I was like, I wonder if they did that on purpose, because they're make trying to seem make... seem like an everyman. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's, yeah. he's just a normal dude. He's not Mr. Olympic or whatever you are, it was. Maybe that's why they went to Minneapolis, because they're all, like, Nordic. They're a little could bit be. taller. Everybody looks like Brock Lesnar. Vikings. <laughs> it's, they just got all Vikings and their wives. Yeah. Genius, if that was the case. Uh, so then he realizes that his son, uh, they kind of get it, and he tells him he's going to get Turbo Man. He's like, yeah, Turbo Man, no problem. His wife's like, no, you can't get Turbo Man. He's like, fuck. Well, she immediately, she's got well, a bad lied. attitude. Yeah, yeah, she's got a real bad attitude. She she's does. immediately like, you didn't forget two weeks ago, whatever. Yeah. And, I mean, Arnold, being the great actor he is, he really sells it to his wife. <sighs> You're not no. kidding. 
Of course not. <laughs> And she's then like, just like the perfect amount of light on his yeah. eyeballs is they, is they, she's like, well, you know, you can't find it anywhere. So now he knows he's screwed. He's waked up. He wakes up early and tells the kid a lie that he has to go to the office on Christmas Eve. That's right. Okay. Listen, I know now when I was a kid, my dad was always at the mall on Christmas Eve because he was always waiting to the last minute. He was a procrastinator, worked long hours. So he would go to the mall and we would always, my, he would always get my mom like as just he would buy all the clothes that he could find and she'd be like you can't keep all these you have to return some stuff I didn't know what you wanted right and I probably don't know your size I mean, my dad had no hysterical. idea right? as much Talbots as anybody could buy that was what my dad was buying the finest yeah so <laughs> I mean the finest of Pittsburgh Mall is going to really yeah. offer offer a man, a man about town like my dad we were JC Pennying over in Kansas City oh so. yeah and yeah. maybe uh, the Jones store I don't know if they had that elsewhere I don't, we didn't have the Jones store I, I got a gift certificate one year for my grandparents for the Jones store, and I just remember being so mad. And I ended up having to settle with a Pete Stoyakovich jersey, <laughs> Chiefs jersey. That was the only thing there I could find. Is he the kicker? He was. <laughs> That's awesome. I think he was only our kicker for like half a season or one season, yeah. too. But And I think for the last like four years, all I've asked for my parents for Christmas is like a Steeler jersey, a Penguin jersey, or a Pirate jersey. They're like, do, cool. do you have enough jerseys? I'm like, I'll never have enough jerseys. No. So he gets, so he realizes he's got to get to the mall and he, that's now, now we're introduced to Sinbad. God. And Sinbad is a mailman and yet he, he's on his route, but he's like, you know what? Screw all the people in their Christmas mail. Yeah. He already hates everybody. He's like, I need to find Turbo Man. Yeah. Like, nobody's getting Christmas letters on Christmas Eve from Sinbad, the mailman, but he's got to keep a sack with him. Yeah. Okay. The whole time. The he, whole time. He's not going to put that down or leave it in the truck. Yeah. What's the, what's in the pitch room of like, they wrote the script and like, we got to make him a mailman. You could make him anything else because yeah. that, that has no bearing besides him driving that mail car throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I think that was written around the time of people going quote unquote postal. And I think that was because uh, he, he threatened the bomb a few times. Yeah, and he, and he was make like, reference. "I am a po- yeah." He you made know, a I'm a loose screw. Yeah, hmm. he made reference to it a few times. Okay, so we're, that's what. what and it is. I think that was like cutting edge comedy. <laughs> I think <laughs> it may have been yeah. actually. I'm sure there's some interview in like Jet magazine because he was on the cover. My buddy has a cover, an Ebony magazine. He's on the cover of, and it's signed to Aaron. Oh, Sinbad. Wow. That's yeah. a collectible. Yeah. And it's in his bathroom. It's pretty classic. Uh, so this is where we meet Sinbad. And Sinbad goes into a dissertation about Christmas and he's screaming and he's yelling and Schwarzenegger's like, yeah, you get Turbo Man 2. And everybody's now like, oh, we're getting Turbo Man 2 as well. Everybody in that line is looking for Turbo Man of some sort. And there's some doucher at the door. It's like nine o'clock. Yeah. I got a pocket watch. Get the hell out of here. And no matter how many times it's said, it's plastered on the walls, on signs. Sinbad continues to think it's Turtle Man throughout <laughs> the entire film. He doesn't. He refuses. Every sign says Turbo Man. Uh, very clearly. <laughs> I'm going to give me that Turtle Man. He's like, oh, You're you a mailman. You read the English language you know and people's on. addresses. Yeah. No. He does not have a firm grasp of what is Turbo Man. Though Turtle Man, like a cross between Turbo Man and the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. That'd be cool. Not a bad idea. There, there was a guest appearance by the Ninja Turtles in the parade. Was there? Yeah. I missed that. Leonardo was one of the, for some reason, Bert and Ernie and Leonardo were all together. Rick Ingram, the big notice over here. All, oh, all I can do is find things to mock. <laughs> That's what I was put on this earth for. You're so good at it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he, so now they're at that, that original store. They get there. Obviously no turbo men, but he does chase down a woman who has the crappy one. He, the friend, what's the friend's name? Like Feaster? Fester, oh, the sidekick, Beaster, guy. Buster, yeah. Buster, yeah. The pink, I mean, Turtle Man has a pink dude, a pink furry guy with saber tooth teeth. Yeah, 
That's that's a little plot hole, I think. That's like why is Sinbad the mailman? Why do why or do is his, his sidekick a pink saber tooth tiger? Yeah, and no one wants him. No, I mean I had He Man. I still wanted Battle Cat, of course. Yeah. So yeah, I mean why couldn't he have a cool sidekick? And we all wanted Castle Grayskull. Yeah, but sometimes you had to settle for your grandpa making a castle out of wood. That's what you had <laughs> I, to do. I got Castle Grayskull when I had chicken pox. Nice, that See, was that's the huge. deal. That's huge. And really, I didn't mind them. <laughs> that's itching. a fair trade. Fair yeah. trade. All right, we got Cody Hall calling in. He is our faithful intern. He runs the uh, Facebook page and the Twitter, and uh, he's a good guy. Big jingle all the way fan. Apparently, Cody, what's up, man? How's it going, guys? Good, buddy. How you doing? Not too bad. So Let's you, talk about this cinematic treasure that is Jingle All the Way. Very yeah. true. What was uh? Are you? Did you see this like first time it came out? Because you were were you like four when this came out? Five? Yes, yeah, I saw it four or five. Yeah, I've never seen it then, but I didn't remember pretty much any of it. So I watched it the other day, and man, all the great memories <laughs> just came flooding back. All right, I want to play. Yeah. I want to play a game with you guys. Uh, this is called mm. How Close Were You Paying Attention? Okay. Perfect. And I'm gonna if you guys. I'm going to fail. Okay. I think you're gonna get this right. This could be. This is the Rick Ingram special here. So it's uh, just say your name if you know the answer. Uh, That's like your buzzer. So Steve, Rick, Cody, just say it. And JT, you're the final. If you know it, and these other guys don't, you can chime in as well. All right. Okay. Question one: What kind of car does Schwarzenegger drive? Oh, Steve. Steve. Oh, you said ahead, you know you said Rick. You beat me, I think. No, you, you said it first. I, I think it was an explorer. Incorrect. Damn. I believe it was a suburban. That is correct. Steve mm. Simone. Point one, point one. Okay. Question two. What mall is the Toy Works at? It's uh, Rick, Rick. Mall of America. That is correct. Yeah. In Minneapolis, largest mall in the world. Uh Cody, you're bombing. Um <laughs> Yeah, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question three. Can you do the knock? That Jim Belushi does on the door in the secret janky Santa thing. Uh, the knock or the code uh. word? No, the knock. Bonus will be the code word. Yeah, I don't. I don't I'm remember. I got nothing. It was fast. Nothing? I know it was fast paced. Fast paced. No idea. Okay, here now it goes. Do it. it goes. That's that was terrible. it. That was. It was a three 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 two. All right. Password bonus. Steve. Steve. Jingle Bells, Batman. That is correct. Classic. That is correct. Well Classic. done. Well done. Okay. Question four. What is Turbo Man's catchphrase? Rick. Cody. Rick. Oh, Cody beat me. Cody I got it. it first. It's, uh, it's Turbo Time. That it is. All right, Cody. <laughs> yes. Everybody job, is on the buddy. board now. It's tied one, one, one across the board. Okay. Uh, we already went over this, so we, that's out. Uh, six. What color? Uh, what has? Sorry. Okay. There's there's a scene when Schwarzenegger comes home and Ted puts lights on his house. Does he put colored or all whites on the house? Cody. Cody. That's not colored. Yes, it is colored lights. Yes. Two points for Cody. He's psyched up. Okay. We're, what... we're, we're getting stomped by a kid suddenly. <laughs> right, okay. What kind of cereal is the kid eating? Rick. Rick. Is uh Turbo Flakes? That is correct. Yeah. Turbo Good job, Flakes. Buddy. Well done. Two, two, one, one. Okay. Uh, he, he when he finds out that a lady has taken one of the Turbo Mans out of layaway, he tries to chase her down. What kind of car is the lady driving? Ooh. We looking for brand specific? Just brand, yeah. Man, I don't, I don't remember. Rick, Steve, don't know. Is a station wagon? It was a station oh, yeah, wagon. A station. Pontiac? I don't know. No, Cody. Uh, die! I got nothing. JTE. I don't have a car, so I have no idea. 
<laughs> do we have do we have any of the YouTube commenters? Do they know? Are you keeping an eye on this live feed there, JT? Doing your job back I'll there? Check right now. Let's see. <laughs> nope. No. No guesses. Okay. It's a Volvo. It's a Volvo station. Uh, I, mean, I should have just guessing. Her husband was an, an English professor at a lesser known university. <laughs> okay. Uh, what color is the kid's jacket that he wears like the entire parade? Uh, Cody. Cody. Is it green? No, that's his ah. hat. His hat is green. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't paying as close attention to the kid because I don't have any Sandusky qualities. <laughs> oh, 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 burn. I went to Penn State. Well done. Steve, anything? <laughs> no idea. Nothing. It was red and yellow. JTL was in red and yellow. You... Red and yellow. <laughs> okay. uh, somebody on uh, the feed wants to know if Cody Hall is, in fact, Jake Lloyd. Oh, uh, Cody, do you have no, any relation to Jake Lloyd? <laughs> no, I was I was trying to bury that that part of my life behind me, you know. And now you guys have to bring it back up. Oh uh, yeah, wow. since you single handedly tried to ruin a classic franchise. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question: the name of the diner that Schwarzenegger pushes the suburban to. I will give you. It's this is multiple choice. Ooh. Okay, is it Danny's? Is it Mickey's? Or is it Angie's? Cody. Cody. Uh, that is correct. Good job, Cody's, buddy. Cody Hall with, the, with in com, comes in with the, the win. It's three to two to one. Uh, that's playing. Uh, how close are you paying attention, Cody? On a scale of one to five schmoes, what would you give Jingle all the way? It's a solid. I'm like on the fun scale. I say it's a solid three point five. Okay, you know, it's terrible, but it's fun. I don't even wouldn't say it's terrible. I think it's just like a, a holiday jaunt. You know, I mean, he gives beer to a. Uh, reindeer at one point. <laughs> that, I mean, that part was great. Yeah. I, re- I right totally respect that. Right he there, he also right. he also punched out a reindeer, <laughs> yeah. which I remember thinking, like, there's no way that the animal rights people were happy about this scene. <laughs> what would have been better if the thing charged him and he's like, grabbed the antlers? Because it's Schwarzenegger. He shouldn't yeah. be scared. I mean, he's a huge man. He's Not fought- in this film. No. Apparently, no. he was going for the softer side of Schwarzenegger. Cody, thanks for calling in. Please don't ruin any more franchises. Thanks, buddy. I'll do my best. Thank you. See you, man. Merry Christmas. Uh, all right. So, uh, so then, okay, so we'll just get back into where we're at here. So now he goes to the toy works and this is the bouncy ball scene when he basically like harasses a kid in a, in a, in a ball pit. Pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Did you guys, when you guys were kids, did you go to Chuck E. Cheese? Do you have Chuck E. Cheese in Cincinnati? Yep. Yeah. Okay. My parents to this day probably have nightmares about that Chuck E. Cheese ball pit. Cause I would like sink in and yeah. like wait around. Like my mom thinks I'd disappear and then she thinks that you get like suffocated. My mom has literally dove into the ball pit, like tossing. That's a stuff. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's going to be fine. My mom was, is like from, I think ages eight. No, like, like born until about 11. She was the most overprotective mom in the world. And then from like 12 until I was 18, she just stopped. Sure, you're on your own. Yeah. She was like, you'll be fine. Just don't mess up anymore. We were, I remember we were. No issues at the Chuck E. Cheese with the ball pit, mm-hmm. but we weren't allowed to go into the outdoor ones at like McDonald's or Burger King. Oh, because there was some new story about the number of roaches on the bottom uh-huh. of the mat. And you just can't see them because there's balls, the balls all over the place. But, oh, God. Like kids would go in there with their food and then. Uh. So it was like something they found 200 roaches at a McDonald's ball pit and. Then after that, it was like, you're not, you can't go in there. <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> I never even thought about that. That, that is like a haven for bugs in that freaking thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Schwarzenegger, now this is, um, this is I picked out some, some uh, sound bites for us. Sweet. All right. Excellent. Now, this is, this is, so we're going to start with, uh, JT, let's start with the long one, and then we'll go to the Phil Hartman one, then we'll end with the Schwarzenegger one. Put that cookie down. No. Now. No. 
The long one. Nope. The other one. It's like nine seconds. They're all like the same. <laughs> Enough of this trouble, man, okay? I headed up to here with this trouble, man. If there's anyone I don't want to have advice from right now, it's trouble, man. Now, get your mother. <laughs> yes. Get your mother. See, I always like to think there's like upset, there's angry, and then there's Schwarzenegger mad. Yeah. There's nobody in movie history that gets angrier than Schwarzenegger. The vein pops, that thick Austrian accent just comes out yeah. insanely. Uh, but they're here. this is uh, my favorite... Phil Hartman moment, and we haven't even talked Phil Hartman that much yet, but Phil Hartman is slowly encroaching, and this is when he goes over to their house, and he's eating the cookies, and he's, he tells Rita Wilson, go get a shower, which is yeah, creepy. Yeah, that's one of the strange <laughs> So things. creepy. Just she so you does ever, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, thanks, Ted. And then he like undoes, like sexually undoes the apron, apron like it's a bra, and then ties it around himself. Phil Hartman, man, oh man. He's got all the moves. See, here's the thing is, we were talking about earlier when they cut to Schwarzenegger at the mattress factory, you thought he was going to be banging the secretary. Well, tons of sexual, sexual innuendo with this. I mean, when, when you find out that Schwarzenegger's Turbo Man in the parade, Rita Wilson is soaking wet. Yeah. Like she is like looking like, oh my God. Uh, what is the husband's name? Arthur Andrew. What's his name? I what, don't remember. Schwarzenegger's name. JT, can you look up what Schwarzenegger's name is in this movie? That's terrible that I don't remember it. Uh, and so this is when Phil Hartman is taking the thing and he's going over the cookies. JT, can you play the Phil Hartman? It's number two in your manual there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Bill Hartman exploding. Just so angry. Yeah. Arnold's he burns. name, by the way, yeah. is uh, Howard. Howard. Yeah. Howard. Yeah. Ugh, now Hartman, he, he burns his hand on a oh, cookie, cookie. Yeah. and then his fuse is gone. He's gone. The lady, the, the lady he's macking on, is upstairs showering off, and he's just not about ready to listen to the kids. At Absolutely that point. not. Yeah. And he, you know, he's, he's trying to be Mr. Smooth. I mean, that, come on, that's awesome. He like yells at the neighbor kid just like it's his own kid. So and that's, great. And the funny thing is like we never get a callback of, of Hartman being like a bad dude other than the fact that he's just kind of creeping on Rita Wilson. Yeah. Like, and he's, and he's doing it in that Phil Hartman way that is, you know, when he was, uh, do you remember the Sinatra sketch on, as yeah, an <laughs> with the stool line once he said like I got chunks bigger than you in my stool yeah, yeah. so he's he, I mean he's where he makes a Sinbad reference to Sinead O'Connor Sinbad O'Connor yeah. <laughs> Phil Hartman and Sinbad were such a an unknown and great combo house guest filmed in Pittsburgh yeah yeah uh, shady side yeah just I mean the, and they just, didn't have a scene in this movie together besides like they're in like the, the the ensemble in the parade but they together don't have a scene together that's it's ins- it's that's, that's a, shame. It's a missed opportunity. Yeah, it really what that is. is. And really and truly, if we're talking about <laughs> plot holes in this movie, Sinbad tries <laughs> to plant a bomb at a radio station. Yep. Okay. Well, I think Martin Mull makes a an appearance yeah. as the DJ. Yeah, yeah, with what, the sweet ponytail. What's even more shocking to me about the thing is, I, I feel like Sinbad didn't actually know there was a bomb. Yeah. He just kept making that threat, and then there was a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> And it blows up, and there's, like, an enormous explosion to where, like, Arnold's out of the building, and Sinbad's in a different portion of a building. It's like a diehard explosion. Yeah. And it's like, wow. And then it cuts back, and there's not only no injuries, (laughs) but... It's just the bug, like, the bug's money. Yeah, Yeah. none of the other cops are even covered in soot. Nothing. It's just the one guy whose hair has been blown straight up. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. So, uh, so it, it basically we're at the point now where he, he, he accosts that kid in the, in the ball pit. And then, 
he oh wait we got we got one last sound clip sorry this is my favorite one this is this is Schwarzenegger on the phone with Phil Hartman and this is cook it down now (laughs) it's almost get to the chopper yeah it is can you play that again JT cook it down now (laughs) can you play that just one more time (laughs) put that cook it down now, <laughs> and he's at a phone bank, a, a, like a, a, a pay, pay phone, phone bank, and Which three older women. There was a lot of pay phone appearances, yeah, a ton of pay phones appearances. Uh, I'd like to think, you know, like, do you have classic cookies that like your grandma makes or that, like your mom makes every Christmas? Do you guys like? Are they because my my grandma makes these things called carrot cookies, mm. right? And they're they they're just they look like little buttons and not like but like like a little mound, and it's just like cookie with a little bit of carrot you can't really taste the carrots and they're like this little glaze dollop on top and she only makes maybe like 50 and with the Mm. whole family there i think that my dad has literally done the jt play me that again real quick put that cookie down now yeah i think there's been like three left and i've gotten to reach for it my dad just just schwarzenegger he's not in on that no no do you you have classic cookies that yeah we would uh i have an older brother and three younger sisters so there was always a cookie decorating it's just sugar cookie with frosting right everyone would try and decorate them nice my older brother would just decorate them as grossly as possible like that was his thing every year jimbo jimbo just making this sloppy (laughs) cookie but yeah and then you you would do that in like home ec in like sixth grade and we trying to make like a dick and then get in trouble. Yeah, you know, do you, you, mu- you could turn a candy cane shaped cookie into a penis pretty real easily. quickly. Yeah, <laughs> trust me on this. <laughs> you know, you take an ornament cookie and a candy cane cookie and put them together, you got yourself a funny cookie. <laughs> Steve, you're Italian. Would you? Would what kind of cookies do your, do your grandma make? Cookies. Uh yeah, there was always different kinds of cookies, I and mean, okay. that was the fun part picking out the different ones. Yeah, do you a lot of pizzels? Yeah, pizzels. Pizzels were basically like Italian snowflakes made yep. with like waffle crisp. Yes, yeah, yeah. special iron to make. Oh them. yeah, These things were incredible. I remember like you would have like they they would serve at the end of at least on Christmas Eve. So like the Italian dinner we always had was on Christmas Eve, right? And they would serve, my grandma would come out with a, a platter of cookies that she had made, and it was like everybody would kind of just sit back and wait and be like, all right, who's going to be the first one to attack the cookies? get in there? Yeah. What, what's an Italian Christmas dinner? So Christmas Eve of? is uh, Feast of the Seven Fishes. So do you guys do that? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like calamari shrimp. There's a, usually a branzino in there. There's a cod. There's wow. crab cakes. There's um, Schmelts, which I know. Yeah, oh, they're the worst. Schmelts, uh, scallops. Like as long oh, as wow. there's like yeah, it's, and then we we always have fettuccine alfredo That's with nice. it too, and then like broccoli with cheese sauce on it. Do you guys have broccoli with cheese sauce? <laughs> no, oh, we, yeah. we had uh, or hollandaise. Yeah, we always did Christmas Eve in my dad's family, which was Swedish Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. And oh, then Christmas Day was Irish side of the family, but I always hated food at Chris at Swedish Christmas Eve because it was like. Swedish meatballs sure. and some sort of weird sauce. What's wrong with Swedish meatballs? I don't, I don't like them. Little mini meatballs on a stick? The, these weren't on a stick. They were yeah. some sort of a weird gravy. It, <laughs> it looked like meatballs, like a normal meatball had died a couple weeks ago. And this is like the zombie meatball. The zombie meatball. And then meatball some weird fish stuff. But like Christmas Eve, I would literally have felt like the orphan kid. <laughs> I would just eat a handful of black olives and then... <laughs> Wait for cookies. That's funny. Wait for cookies is always a good strategy. Yeah. yeah. Like, that good stuff will be out eventually. Saving it up for the cookies. Did you guys do Italian on Christmas Eve or did you do both? Both. Okay. Yeah. Love it. We do on my dad's side. My dad's one of like eight plus another like 400 amakugas on my dad's side. And we have our Christmas day at a bar. 
because <laughs> because my uncle owns a bar in my dad's hometown, so he's oh, the only day of the awesome. year that he closes down the bar, and we just take it over, and it's the only day of the year that he's like, drink whatever you want, go right ahead. That sounds like fun. Yeah, he's got all kinds of craft beers and everything. Yeah, it's pretty intense. Unless there's police listening in that general area, in which case there was never underage drinking. Never. Covered, guys. <laughs> got it. Uh, so, all right, so now he, this, now that my favorite scene in the movie that Cody says is when he's like hanging out with the reindeer outside mm-hmm. after he's been chased by it and they run through a house with the reindeer and then they're outside just like sharing a beer together like old cop buddies yep. and he's like, I, I'm going to take care of this. And he gets there and obviously like if there's anybody that's made out to be Turbo Man in real life, it's Schwarzenegger. Right. Well, for, we're kind of skipping a pretty amazing scene of Arnold deciding he's going to break into his neighbor's house. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and like steal the kid's steal doll. Steal the kid's doll. I bought mine weeks ago. And yeah. there's there's like so many parts in this movie where, where Arnold is just speaking exposition to himself for no reason. And it's like... Poor, well, screen, it's poor screenwriter. Really bad screenwriter. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. I'm stealing from a kid right now. We know you're stealing from a kid, Arnold. We got it by your actions. We figured it out, Arnold. But here's a commando scene, though, because he picks the lock to the house. Yeah. And, I mean, your your average everyday mattress salesman really probably doesn't know how to pick a lock. Uses the credit card, gets in there, somehow lights one of the three wise men on fire. Yeah. Which which wise men was it? Do you remember when he kicks it out the window and Phil Hartman picks it up? God. I don't remember. Balthazar. Balthazar, that's right. Balthazar. <laughs> uh, so he, you know, he gets charged by the the um, the reindeer, and then they share that moment. And then he's got to get to the parade. He's like, "I'm going to make it to the parade." Yep. And and also Schwarzenegger's wife. I mean, she's really throwing the cock tease at Phil <laughs> Hartman. I agreed. Ted, do you think you could take us to the parade? Yeah. And Ted's yeah. like, what, in this wood-paneled Dodge Caravan? You're goddamn He's right. Like, I yeah, can't. no problem. And he just walks away, like, so excited about it. Meanwhile, his house is filled with smoke, and Arnold is still in it. Yeah. And so yeah. Arvin just leaves, like, It's fine. There's just burning embers on my carpet. No big deal. The window's broken, <laughs> but I might get a little slice of the neighbor pie, so. <laughs> Thou shalt covet thy neighbor's wife. Yeah. So... He so they they go to the the parade after he's like oh Howard you can't do it whatever they get there they're all looking for Turbo Man Schwarzenegger makes his appearance as Turbo Man because the other guy apparently had the rocket pack and he has brain activity yeah which isn't dark at all like yeah. that's again great kind news of poor screenwriting. he's a vegetable now <laughs> anyway <laughs> you know Arnold escapes uh, the police officer for the eighth time yeah. into the perfect scenario buses right right in they're like oh Turbo Man you're here thank god it runs square into the back of a bus just well, for another yeah. Looney Tunes moment <laughs> Um, and, uh, so now he's dressed up as Turbo Man. They get on there. Uh, they, he doesn't know any of the choreography. Obviously, like a quantum leap moment, you know, when like the, he's obviously now he's a beauty pageant contestant and doesn't know how to walk in a beauty pageant. Scott Bakma, Bakula. Arnold also didn't have any issue whatsoever with just a bunch of dudes removing his pants. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you'd think he'd be able to fight off. So he says, what, what are you doing? Pants are off. They're putting him in a suit. Just. <laughs> Arnold was really okay with a lot of things. Yeah, he, he certainly he let was. a lot fly. That's a good point. Now he's on this float, and we obviously we know that Sinbad's going to come in as Doc. What's the what's the evil guy's name? Doctor Professor. I don't know. Doctor Yeah. Uh, JT, can you find out what the guy, the guy the Doctor Evil's name is? And a great great cameo uh, by Booger. Oh yes, that was tremendous. Buster, yes. or whatever his name was. Fester. No, yeah. that's Adam's family. Yeah, but is it Buster? 
Can you look up that too? JT is pink friend. I think it's Buster. We hate. And as soon as so we all hate, but we yeah. hate Buster. No yeah. one likes Buster. Yeah. And Sinbad attacks the float. He punches Buster, and those kids just start gang beating, beating him. him yeah. yeah, it's like this guy's gonna get a De Niro kick to the friggin' ribs. I'm also very confused to why Sinbad decides the best. The best plan here is to really knock out the actor playing the bad. Superhero. Yeah, that was bizarre. And, yeah. and then take him on in the outfit. Yeah. As opposed to just running up there. and Well, you know, you got to be in costume because everybody knows the mailman. Everybody can true. recognize the mailman. Very hey guys, true. the yeah. main villain was Dementor. Oh, Dementor. Dementor. And it was Booster. Booster. Right. Ah, we were close with Buster. Yeah. And Dr. Professor wasn't too too far. <laughs> Dr. Professor. <laughs> so My brain's bigger than yours. <laughs> so now that's the fight. And, uh, he takes the, he takes, obviously he wants the turtle man for his own son. JT, you can turn off your mic back there. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he, he's the best. JT's the best. He's back there. He's just thinking about Tom Brady with, just taking a shower. <laughs> Who isn't? Oh, good lord. So he, ta- he kidnaps the kid for the turtle man. And then now it's a Spider-Man scene because they're like climbing up buildings. Yeah, it was cool. And everybody's in the crowd's like, use your, Rocket boosters, because a, a Turbo Man on a float is going to have rocket boosters. Obviously. All of his weapons worked. Yeah. All of his work. So he shoots the, like, the discs, and then the rocket booster takes him out, and then you have that, like, faithful, what's that movie, Cliffhanger, when he, like, lets go of his friend, and she's like, Right. Falling right. down. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So he comes back, but then he's able to, like, get control of it. He rescues the kid, and then you find out that... <laughs> I mean, even before he gets control, though, I mean, he has a really nice fly-through Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. Like, skyscrapers. Through a, a family's Christmas. Yeah. Just right through. Just right through the window. <laughs> Ruins a perfectly nice black family's Christmas I was gonna say, Eve dinner. Christmas. <laughs> and they, of course... They they live right next to the parade route, yeah. but and he goes full force head first into a wall and just stops. Yeah. It's no concussion, no nothing, yeah. not a problem. And then he uh, rescues his son, and uh, the, the cops take Sinbad. And then the kid has the nice like moment of Christmas giving, and gives it to Sinbad. I was like, my son's gonna have a great Christmas. Well, your son's gonna have to visit you in prison, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't. Is that where you're gonna give him the doll? Yeah, and... you've already blown up cops. You've threatened two bomb scares, and you yeah. kidnapped a kid at a major parade. And, and also this kid who he's a huge Turbo Man fan. Yes. So it's possible that he's just so enthralled with Turbo Man that he can't tell that even though Turbo Man isn't wearing a mask, he just has a visor that goes down about halfway down his nose. <laughs> right. And he, it's see-through. Yeah. He can't tell that it's And even dad. with the voice modulation, yeah. it's a thick Austrian yeah, accent. It's a <laughs> yeah. So I can kind of buy in, you know, that the kid doesn't get it because he's so enthralled. Yeah. But Rita Wilson, inability to tell that that's <laughs> her husband. Her husband Howard is it's just beyond me. Oh well, thank you, Turbo Man. Yeah. And then look on her face when he pulls the mask off, just like, <gasps> oh my god. And then pants soaked. She's like, I hope you got me that lingerie because tonight is your lucky night. <laughs> Turbo Man is getting it in. Um, <laughs> And then obviously it ends in the classic way of the wife being like, "Oh, what'd you get me?" And now he's got to we got to jingle all the way Quick to yeah, another Looney Tunes moment. Like, yes, oh my goodness! <laughs> and then you guys know there's a jingle all the way too, right? No. I, I just checked it out. Yeah, Twenty fourteen, but uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Larry the Cable Guy, get out of here! Yeah. Yeah, it it apparently was playing at Target yesterday. Oh yeah, I talked to uh, my cousin and I told him I was going to be on the podcast, and he yeah. said, "Oh yeah, I love the Schmoes Network." I'm yeah. like, "Cool." And asked what I was talking about. I said, "Jingle all the way," and he said, "Oh, they were playing the sequel 
at Target yesterday. It took them, uh, you know, almost 20 years to make a sequel, but yeah. well worth the wait, if you ask me. It's, it's got to be flawless. Yeah. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy. He's one of the greatest he's actors so of our good. generation. Yeah. I mean, he's such a good actor, we don't even know what his actual name is. <laughs> his name's probably not even Larry, for Christ's sake. All right. I'm going to have three more Did you? Can You Remember This questions. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? What was the name of the radio station where Martin Mall no. is attacked with a fake mail bomb and then a real mail bomb? Mm. I don't know. Neon neon letters behind it. Yeah, I can't think of it. KQRS. KQRS. Minneapolis is rock station. Giving away Classic. one Turbo Man gift certificate. Okay. Uh, the names of the newscasters in the parade. There's a black guy and a really bubbly white woman. Yeah, got no. me. Gail and Liza. Gail was the man. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> there yeah. you go. And, uh, oh, we already went through the minivan. All right, that was my last question. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that was my last. There we go. So that was some of this non-alcoholic eggnog. So smooth. Let's just, I mean, we really and truly have never, Phil Hartman never did like a great movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. House Guest was good. This was good. Nothing was like. He co-wrote Pee-wee's Big Adventure, though. Did he really? And that was a great oh, movie. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. He wrote it, though. I don't think that. Yeah. Now, did he write on The Simpsons, or did he just do tons of voices? I, I think he just did voices. voices. Okay. I think he was, uh, through some of the the first couple of years that he was on The Simpsons, he was still doing SNL. Okay. So yeah. I don't know that he had too much time other than to get in the, the voice booth. And right. And then crush it. He's so good, though. He's so good. And he, you know what? Even as like a cartoon character in this movie, he's still fantastic. Right. It, it, like I was saying earlier, he's probably my favorite entertainer like he inspired me more to like want to be on snl and yeah. get into the entertainment industry than anyone else yeah like it was hard for me to not root for sinbad and phil hartman uh, i mean come on like that's who i wanted to win in the come end. on yeah <laughs> put the cookies down but you know that <laughs> jt can put you play cookies down <laughs> now <laughs> now and it's all, all over the phone. It's yeah. like, you touch another one of those cookies, I'm going to murder your whole family. Like, holy shit. But you know, at the end of the day, uh, Phil Hartman's fat son in here, we're going to have a nice holiday, and then he was going to bang one of the the local Open. Yeah. singles. <laughs> no, Steve? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, there was also a really great cameo by Vern Troyer. Uh, really? I didn't pick up on that. He was uh, he was one of the elves in the Santa Claus factory. Was he? Yeah, and yeah, uh, we didn't even talk about James Belushi. Yeah, it wasn't listed as Jim Belushi. It was he was James, was as James Belushi. and, more and serious. Mickey the uh, the the midget from, from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, and he was also an elf in Seinfeld. Yeah, he, in the in the communist episode, he's like this guy's a commie and he's spreading propaganda. I'm pretty sure that eighty percent of the work they get is Christmas related elf stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, cool. because the 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 um, the black elf was the one in Bad Santa. Right. And he's been in some great stuff. I mean, besides Peter Dinklage, they're getting... Yeah. Yeah. He, uh... I, I just thought it was amusing, the scene with James Belushi. Uh, the the cops show up, and they, uh... When they, they bust in, there's one cop arresting each Santa Claus, and then the the little people are all being manhandled by multiple police officers. Yeah. <laughs> like, it takes three police officers to take out the guy from Seinfeld. Yeah. And then two of them are chasing Vern Troyer. He runs right underneath the table, and they just head smack right into the table. Cartoon. And the, the fact that there's, like, this underground in a bad neighborhood, just like Santa Clauses and elves hanging out, basically running, like, a black market toy. Ah. Was that one Santa, the big show from the WWE? I'm pretty sure it was. The I one think he fought. It- yeah, that I was bigger than Arnold. It, yeah, it was way bigger. Yeah, than Yeah, that was the big show. I think. Yeah, I, I want to Google that. Maybe. Hey, JT, can you Google it real quick? It was. 
It was. was it? Yeah. I know it was. Oh, okay. It had to have been, right? JT knows his wrestling. I mean, so do you. I don't know. Do you, are you a wrestling guy? I, I, I was. Okay. Yeah, old school. Yeah. I, yeah, I watched for a long time. Yeah. I, uh, we... You know out here that the Santa Clauses, I met the Santa Claus at this movie, and he is in, the, all the ones in Orange County, Los Angeles are in unions. Oh, so cool. the Santa Clauses are unionized. You have to like, you have to meet certain physical requirements, certain beard lengths. The beards can never be fake, obviously. Uh, your hair, it like has to be all white, everything. You have to have like, everything is to a T. The costumes all have to be the exact same, all that kind of stuff. And these dudes make bank. This yeah. guy said he, he retired and makes more as a Santa Claus in like 34 days than he did ever in his job in a full year. Wow. wow. Yeah. That's great. Which probably means he had a really terrible job. Yeah, before he was man. <laughs> Dude, Rick, thank you for coming on the show, man. Thanks for having us. Uh, we got to bring yeah. you back on for... What's your any... Twitter? Um, I'm at Rick Ingraham. Ingraham. It's Ingram, but yeah. they won't figure it out. Got so. it. Ingraham. So follow Rick uh, on Twitter. And then, guys, rate this on iTunes. Give us five stars. Leave us some comments. You follow Steve at Steve Simone. And yep. your album is still crushing it. Yeah, it's doing great. It's called Remember This. And your podcast, Good Times, with Steve yep. Simone. Is that you? It's you and your brothers in that picture. With Is that with Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Simone's had a great family Christmas. Steve, can you... Uh, and follow me at Josh McCougal. Uh, go to my YouTube channel, The Casual Mafia, Between the this week we have the girls from Drunk Sports, uh, and uh, could you could you could you uh, have your dad send us out for a holiday? Happy holidays, buddies! <laughs> Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Thanks. The online broadcast network for movie talk and the Schmoes know this is guilty movie pleasures. In-depth discussion on. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.